Hello, this is Sarah. I just wanted to do a quick introduction before this episode because I realised when editing it that my guests Paula and I spent a solid half an hour talking about topics completely unrelated to autism. And I considered just cutting this part out, but part of what I wanted to do with this podcast is to have some informal conversations and try and convince you or I suppose reinforce to you that it's perfectly possible to have a conversation with an autistic person without the condition being really stereotypically obvious or even the main focus of said conversation. And given that what Paula and I talked about is actually quite amusing, in my opinion anyway, and she helps me out with lots of the social media stuff for the blog, I decided to split this episode into two parts. So this one that you're currently listening to is just an insight into our conversation so that you can get to know both of us a little better and also hear us debate what constitutes a pretzel, that was also a thing. And then the second part will be coming out in a couple of weeks and that one will actually be talking about autism. Another thing that I wanted to mention is my autistic friends will be coming back on at some point. Um, but exam season and Covid and a whole slew of other things has meant that it's just not really worked out. Um, but they will be back. They have said that they enjoyed doing it. So it's not a case of they're just like really politely trying to blank me. They'll be back at some point, so you won't have to just listen to me find some boring old neurotypical. No, I'm joking. None of my friends are boring, and I'm I'm very happy when they um, grace me with their voices. That's a weird phrase. I didn't mean to use that, but never mind. But yeah, they will be back. Please enjoy me talking to Paula. Yeah. Welcome back to I Don't Sound Autistic. My name's Sarah and my guest today is... Would you like to introduce Anna! yourself? <laughs> yes. I didn't, know what, I didn't know if you were using your real name or a pseudonym or something, but yes. I know. I use my real name, whatever I talk about. <laughs> whatever, whatever escapades you've been up to. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, do you want to... Have you got any interesting fact about yourself that you'd like to introduce yourself with? Oh my God. Um... I can kind of talk to horses. <laughs> I mean, in what in what do you neigh at them? Yeah, I neigh at them, and sometimes they they neigh back. That's oh. the thing. That's that's quite cool. I didn't actually know that. Wow! Look, already <laughs> learning so much. Yeah, I found a fact that you didn't know. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, I also weirdly remember people by colours very well. Don't yeah. know why. Because we're so very opposite colors. on that. Yeah. Because yeah, I, like... I don't, I only know two people's eye colours. And that's it. I don't even know my family's. I, is... ne- I never yeah, look at that's... people's eyes, so I, there's no reason for me to know it. That's why we're the perfect combination. Exactly. If, uh, we should always just, if there ever, ever was a crime, we should like stumble upon it together because yeah. you would just not remember the people's eye colour and face, I guess. No, but I'd be... I'd be really good at remembering what their mouth looks like. Their mouth or their mouse? Mouth? I mean, if they did have a mouse, I would probably also <laughs> remember that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Doesn't actually used to have a mouse. You used to have a mouse? Yep, it was an albino mouse. It was called Squeak. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's cute. I mean, like, it died. I don't have it anymore. But that's, that's the nature <laughs> of pets. <laughs> 
I'll start doing this on a positive note. Oh, speaking of pets as well, my very much alive dog isn't in the room at the moment, but she is in the house. So if at any point you hear like squeaking noises or a gentle, lonely whining, that's her. But she's fine. She's fine. Um, also, but, oh. if you want to see more of her, she's really cute. You should really, really visit our Instagram. It's so good. And there's a lot of dog content. So if you don't care about autistic people, it doesn't matter because there's a lot of variety on there. Go check it out. <laughs> That's true. We should probably also mention at this point that Paula does most of the Instagram content. So Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, I mean, people can only hear me. They can't see me. But this was like, I did this over, over the top on purpose. Like, yeah, yeah I do the Instagram. I think it's good. That's my job that I don't get paid for. Look, I also don't get paid for anything I do. No, there's no exchanging of money going anywhere. No, I know. I'm just kidding. I don't mind. I really enjoy doing it. I mean, also, to be fair, I don't do it very regularly. But then also, people do have day jobs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that I don't even get paid for either, <laughs> but anyways. Oh, but yeah, I was also going to say about Riley, because this is what I was going to tell you before we started recording. But um, Riley is really good now. She's learnt to wake me up from sleep paralysis whenever I get it. And I get it quite quite often. And I usually get it if I either nap or if I sleep in so I don't set an alarm. So what I've started doing is I'll like wake up early, give her breakfast and everything. And then we'll cuddle on the sofa or I'll just like get back in bed and she'll just fall asleep at the end of the bed. And so if I ever get sleep paralysis, then she's there and she can just wake me up and it's perfect. Um, but today, we were like, I was just climbing back in bed and everything, and like I was sort of falling asleep, and I was facing away from her, and then I felt like her paws on my back, so I like sort of turned my head, and I think what she was trying to do was spoon me, <laughs> but her limbs are just not in the right posi- like position or anything, so I just had like four paws being pressed into my back, with her sort of wiggling around <laughs> trying to get closer. I see. So cute. That is so cute. What is sleep paralysis again? It's when you're sort of stuck between being awake and being asleep. So you can't, you can sort of see the real world and you feel like you're awake, but you can't move. You can't make any noises. You can't do anything. And quite often you get projections. So things that aren't actually there are appearing in front of you and things like that. And it's often accompanied by like a sort of feeling of pressure on your chest or sort of sense of forbidding or something like that. It's quite horrifying. I was going to say, this does not sound nice, but it also it also makes me kind of think you're a dem- demigod. <laughs> like, I mean, I wish. Percy Jackson, <laughs> because they always have these like weird prophecy dreams and like talking to gods and like, which are kind of real, but also not. So I like, I'm, yeah, I, I guess we prefer being a demigod too having sleep paralysis. paralysis my god but the things that I've had sort of my visions I suppose in my sleep paralysis I don't want to face those monsters if I am a demigod one of them yeah. was like a child who was standing at the end of my bed who then like mutated into a demon in front of me cool. Cool. another one was I got it as I, I was finishing another dream where I'd, <laughs> I'd been on a date with I believe Anne Hathaway and um, I was coming back, yeah. So random. I know. And I was coming back and it was, I was coming back and I was running away because Anne Hathaway had turned into a spider person. 
And then for some reason, I was escaping with my ex-girlfriend, uh-huh. who we, we met through. So then I yeah. decided that like the best thing to do to get away from Spider and Hathaway was to get into bed. And so in my dream, I was then in bed. And then I got sleep paralysis when I was actually in bed. So then I was there and there was this spider thing with Anne Hathaway's face on it coming at me. That's so weird. That's so weird. But yeah. Yeah, I guess apart from the whole, like, me being able to nay thing, I guess I should also mention um, I am not British. I don't know if you have figured that out by it now. Um, English is not my native language. I'm actually German. Um, and yeah, I just a few minutes ago, I literally said to Sarah that basically all her recent podcasts were with people whose native language isn't English. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a lot of international friends. I was going to yeah. say a surplus, but like I don't regret having any of you. So. What does a surplus? I mean, yeah, I mean, Germans are pretty cool. I mean, we're not funny at all no fun to be around but we're like well yeah. you don't have time to develop your jokes because you're all laying beach towels on sunbeds by hotel all, pools all so. the time <laughs> that's all i do ever <laughs> just running around <laughs> with beach towels yeah i mean sometimes they're useful you can slap people with them instead of being annoying i mean have you ever slapped someone with a beach towel yeah what? have you never done that thing where you like where you like just like throw it around so it turns into like a long like sausage thing and then you can slap people with that it really hurts no i've <laughs> seen it done but like in american films by frat boys yeah and i've never no, felt the we, need to emulate it i've done that before i don't know what kind of circumstances but yeah oh, I've it's done just that. this just in paula is an american frat boy <laughs> oh my god i no I don't tend to drink very much. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called when it's it's alliteration but it's with S? Sibilance. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I can't pretend I would know that in English. Mm, what's the German word for it? I don't know. Oh, fair. <laughs> I like the fact you added in English and you're like, no, I don't know it in any language. Well, maybe I thought you do I might... know it in one. Yeah, but... I tried. It'd be funny if you knew it in like Arabic or something. Oh, no. Arabic skills aren't no, strong. I can do a little bit of French, like, je m'appelle Paula, je suis du Hanovre, j'ai uh, 22 ans. Oh my god, yeah, that's it. I don't know what any of that means. I said, my name is Paula, I'm from Hanover, I'm 22 years old. At least that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't. I can't do any French. But to the point where my sister used to have a shirt that said, We Mercy. And I kid you not, I walked up and went, Oui, Mercy. What does that mean? Like, that's the level that my French skills are at. I didn't even understand the word we. Oui. Oh, I thought it actually said we oui, as in W E. No, no. And no, then no. it said Mercy. And I was like, What the f is that supposed to mean? <laughs> no, no. We oui, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I thought maybe there was some kind of. No. I don't even know what was going on. <laughs> no, it's the O-U-I one, the French one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where? No, I never did French. Like, my two languages I studied at school were German and Mandarin. So... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool, actually, Mandarin. I wouldn't try to, I wouldn't try learning that. That seems very complicated. 
I would quite like to maybe pick it up again because it was quite cool. And one of my friends also learns Mandarin, so I keep being like, ah, should I see if she can help me learn some? But then I'm like, nah, got enough going on, you know? I was going to say, I think <laughs> German is enough. I think I'm actually very glad that German is my native language because I think learning German must be pretty hard because it just... You also you have asked me before. You've asked me so many questions. I'm like I have never thought about this, and I'm trying so desperately to give you an answer. I'm like I'm really sorry, but this doesn't even make sense to me. I'm just glad I know how to say this because if I literally thought about it, it would make no sense anymore. But yeah, I try. No, I, I quite like German. Like, oh mm, wow, do I? Yes, I would say on balance, I enjoy learning German because I like the vocab. Like I was talking to um. Again, my ex-girlfriend, she's just a regular on this podcast, despite never being on. I've mentioned her a few times. Yeah. yeah. But I was talking to her on Monday and I was saying, I'm still not over Baumwolle, like tree wool uh, for cotton. Yeah. That is brilliant. That's so it's good. Just, it's just, yeah, that's a really nice thing about German. We just like connect all the words and then the final word. I mean, sometimes it's a bit weird because we have a lot of words that end with stuff. Like yeah, yeah, flying stuff. Basically. Yeah, but I mean flying stuff. So there you go. But I like how you use um shrank for like everything. Like want to say um fridge or whatever. Like cool. Yeah, sure. I thought I thought you meant another meaning because sometimes we call really like men that are like go to the gym a lot and have like really broad shoulders. We sometimes I call them shrank because they're like a shrank. That also, wasn't I guess my we meaning. should also translate this word. Schrank means uh, wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. I guess can be both. Because then for wardrobe, it's like Kleiderschrank, isn't it? Like clothes yeah. cupboard. Yeah. yeah. It's a good word, though. Useful. <laughs> it's a shame. I really struggled to say it, though, because it's got the R word in. So. Yeah. Schrank. I mean, just be glad you're not living in, like, Hitler times. Because then you I mean, wouldn't... there's multiple reasons. Really <laughs> I'm glad I'm not... <laughs> Yeah, that's not the only reason I'm I'm glad I'm not living in Nazi Germany. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we, yeah, we've already, this has already turned to, like, uh, podcasts about funny German words, and now, yeah. Straight I into mean, Hitler. if you're talking to a German, how can you not mention Hitler? I mean, we've had a lot of conversations where Hitler has never come up, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair, when I was in the US, people mention it a lot more than you do. Yeah, I just don't really, I don't really feel the need to bring that up, you know. I guess, I mean, no shade, but I guess just some Americans don't really know know much more about Germany than that. Like, yeah. I had the discussion of if Germany is a democracy. I was quite offended, <laughs> but there we go. I mean, I feel like I didn't know much about Germany though until <laughs> I made a load of German friends. I just I knew a lot. You bought us a box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I just went to you know Costco and picked up a whole group of Germans. But um, we don't yeah. have Costco, don't you? No, it's not a big thing in the UK, but there are a few, and my mum likes yeah. going, and they do great cinnamon rolls. Highly recommend. <laughs> Fair enough. And sometimes they have testing stations, oh. so that me and my brother went past and yeah. we like got them. And then we keep swapping hats and coats and things like that to try and get as many as we could. That is funny. Actually, Cheat the yeah. system. <laughs> the system. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I know a bit more about like 
England or the UK than you do about Germany, simply because I started watching like British vloggers and British YouTubers from like the age of I don't know fourteen or something. So to me, I know that I know that Costco exists because I've watched vlogs of people <laughs> going there and shopping. I don't know why that is any kind of entertainment to me, but I guess it is. Yeah, no, that's fair. I just I, there were a lot of things in Germany that I was surprised about as well, and I didn't expect it to be as culturally different as I found it. I thought it would just be like, you know, quite similar to Britain, to be honest, but I couldn't really understand what people were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, but it, yeah. Was, it was much more different than I was expecting. I mean, I don't, I can't really comment on the other way around because I have, I have been to England once, but that was like, I don't know, eight years ago or something. Mm. Yeah. And that was to Manchester for like a class trip for like a week or whatever. So I didn't even really talk to any British people, yeah. and so I don't really know. The so I met my first like proper British person while I was in the US. Yeah. So I was more confronted with American <laughs> culture. I mean, I guess also a little bit of British culture, but so yeah, I don't really know. But yeah, what was different for you in Germany? It was just small things. I mean, even just things like banks. You got, I, I just always expect things to be more convenient than they are in Germany. <laughs> Considering you're supposed to be like, you know, a really efficient country. Yeah. It ages to do stuff. What's wrong with banks though? Okay, but like, we have ATM machines everywhere. They're on the side of shops, they're on the side of supermarkets and stuff. But if I ever needed to get money out, I'd have to actually go and find a bank. And I'm terrible yeah, at yeah. directions, so I'd just be wandering around Berlin at one point, I left the district that I was supposed to be in and ended up in the neighbouring one. That's how far I walked. It's a mess. And because my card is British, if I didn't get euros out, I'd have to pay the transaction fee every single yeah. time, which is so high. Yeah. Man. But the bank was so far away. So sometimes I was like, oh, I'll just pay that 17 pence and just get it over with. Yeah, that actually... Yeah, that never seemed weird to me, but, but actually to me, if I, we do have like single like ATMs, I guess, but they're quite rare and almost all of the time they're in like very weird locations, like next to strip clubs. <laughs> well, that's where you <laughs> need so, to be getting your money. Yeah, it's a lot of the time they're just a bit dodgy and I guess, I mean, maybe Germans are just very cautious because I'm just a lot more cautious of like a single ATM that I'm of going into a bank and getting my money. I don't know. It's just that there's just been stories of people like finding out your like pin or whatever and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And like, especially I used to live in Mannheim, which mm -hmm. to all the international listeners <laughs> is an interesting city with very, with Bunch a lot of, of interesting people. And like, I think the crime is fairly high. And so I think that also maybe it's part of me not trusting single ATMs. To be fair though, I also once left like 70 euros in an ATM and the person after me took that money. Oh. Like they could have just left it there and it would have been sucked back in. No, they yeah. took that. That was so annoying. I mean, I was a dumb one, but like that was not a very nice thing to do of the person after me. No, it was not. No, I don't know. It's just small things like that. I mean, even like I found a lot of German shops were really reluctant to take card as well, if they even would. 
Yeah, exactly. If I go out shopping now, I quite often don't even have any cash on me. I'll just take my card. Yeah, I mean, it's getting better, especially now with the whole COVID, COVID pandemic. Um, but I think in most grocery shops, you can definitely pay by, by card, with card. <laughs> I think you can use both. Pay by card, pay with card. Yeah, both are fine. Pay by card, whatever. And, but I think the biggest problems are like uh, bakeries, like ice cream shops. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, stuff like like small shops. Oh, but German bakeries are good. It's worth oh paying in. I know. Yeah. German bakeries are the best. Definitely the thing I missed most while I was in the US. Because I think, like, I mean, it was all very COVID safe. It was all legal and everything. And I got all the right tests. But, like, I spent two and a half months in Germany over the summer. I basically quarantined in Germany. And, man, I missed the German bakeries. And I was only there for, like, two and a half months. Oh, I, I love I love a baked good though. So what did you what what, what did you like in the German bakery? Do you remember what did you get? I could describe them to you, but not using the name because I don't. Yeah, know. maybe I can figure out what you mean. Okay, there was one, and it was it was sort of had a diameter of perhaps ten centimeters. It had it was quite flat. It had a sort of almost like a streusel topping to it. It was sweet. Um, that's about as far as I can explain. But it wasn't like a fluffy round thing that had like sugar, like glazing on top, right? No, no. No. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were talking about a thing that we call an American. Don't know why we call it that, but yeah. No, but I remember seeing them in the shop, but I don't think either I had one and it wasn't my favourite or I didn't have one. We also have a pastry that's called pig's ear. Yeah. It's very really nice. It has nothing to do with a pig. I don't eat animals, so I wouldn't know. It's just, it's also like very sweet, like kind of like crumbly pastry that has like these bits that are covered in dark chocolate and it's very really nice. It's like sweet, but then with a darker chocolate, it's also like not too sweet and the crumbling pastry is, it's, it's, yeah, nice. Oh, I had this um, cinnamon thing as well and it, it, looked, it looked like E.T.'s head. But that's probably not a very good description of it. But from the I'm side, sure how ET looks. Like, it, yeah, from the side, it looked like ET's head, and it was like a cinnamon thing. And I think it's a speciality of like Hamburg. <gasps> Franzbrötchen. Maybe. They were Pretty good. Sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, like a Franz. Yes. Guess. Yes. I just yes. googled it then. Wow, they were nice. Yeah, they're like in northern northern Germany thing, definitely in the yeah. south. I mean, in the South, we have more of like pretzels, obviously, because that's all that's all Germany is pretzels, beer, and Oktoberfest. But the I don't think they ever had a pretzel when I was there. And they're not very good in Northern Germany a lot of the time. No, but I was in Mannheim for a while. Oh, yeah, true. You were in Mannheim too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a huge pretzel fan. I except do. Like I, like, I like a Mr. Pretzel pretzel, but you wouldn't consider that a pretzel. You'd probably consider that an abomination against God. What is that? So, it's like a very soft thing. Mr. Pretzel is like this chain in the UK and they make cinnamon okay. sugar pretzels and they are the bomb. And they're so good, but they're really soft and things like that. And when I showed a picture of them, again, to my ex-girlfriend, because we were discussing German bakeries. Who's my friend, by the way. So that's yeah. how we know each other. That's why That's why yeah. Sarah has so many like weird like, that's German friends because yeah. of that. 
ex-girlfriend. That's not my ex-girlfriend, but we don't have the same ex-girlfriend. <laughs> that would have been next level. But yeah, but we were discussing the German bakeries and I was I was showed her a picture of the Mr. Pretzel pretzels and Yeah, she did not approve of that at all. I think that opens up the question of the definition of a pretzel. Is it yeah. the shape or is it the taste or is it both? Or is it the texture even? Because you can get soft pretzels and hard pretzels. No, I don't think it's the texture because you know how we have these like very little hearts like salt pretzels like that yeah. you get out of like snacks. Those are still pretzels to me. I think I think I'm like easy going on that. If it's the shape of a pretzel, it's a pretzel, whatever it tastes like. What if someone like cut up a cucumber into long slices and no, fashioned okay. it? No, okay, it would have to be a baked good shape like a pretzel. A cake in the shape of a pretzel. Just seeing how far I can push you before you like yell at me. I mean, that's a cake <laughs> in the shape of a pretzel. It's not a pretzel. A donut shaped as a pretzel and then fried like that. I think that's a pretzel. I think to me the cake isn't the. I mean, if you, I think to me the pretzel thing is that you would have this like dough and mm-hmm. you would roll it into like a long, yeah, sausage thing and then you make it into a pretzel. With a cake, you, I think. What I'm thinking of is, I like how I'm getting into this. <laughs> I think you would bake the cake in like a normal shape, and then you would cut out like a pretzel shape. So it wouldn't, you wouldn't have, it wouldn't have baked as a pretzel, but you would have mm. made a normal cake into a pretzel. So that's why it's not a pretzel for me. But what if you 3D printed a specialty cake tin in the shape of a pretzel? That's a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to swear again. <laughs> Yeah, good. We should, probably actually talk, we should probably talk about autism at some point. But. Yeah. Can we make any, like, allegory, metaphor, whatever, with a pretzel? Um, <clears throat> some, no, actually, I was going to make a really offensive one then about autistic people, not I know, never mind. Um, I mean, you're more allowed to do that than I am, so. Yeah, but it was offensive even to me. Like, I was offended oh. by my own thoughts. I'm going to say anyway, but this is not correct. But I was going to be like, yeah, you know, sometimes the pretzel is supposed to be that shape and it comes up deformed. And then I was like, no, we're not about to call autistic people deformed pretzels. No, let's not do that. I was literally thinking of like, neurotypical people are salty pretzels, autistic people are sweet pretzels, but they're all pretzels and they're all delicious. Oh yeah, I like that one more. Rather than my just offensive one. Yeah, I guess mine is also very... Play. Yeah, but I like pretzels. <laughs> I'm sorry. 